Hi, this is Camus, and welcome to God is Real, God is Good. This week we have Kylie, and I'm going to be interviewing her, so let's pray before we start. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for this wonderful day and for this chance to interview Kylie and to just hear her story and hear how you've really worked in her life. Just give her the words, Lord, and just help your Holy Spirit to pour out upon her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, so Camus and I, after we posted the first one, the plan was, oh yeah, let's do me next. And then I've come up with an excuse, like, about why we couldn't do it. Yeah, so I've been coming up with excuses about, like, you know, like, oh, we're recording somebody else this week, like our uncle. I'm like, well, he's only here this week. We're going to do him this week. Or, you know, you're busy. We're busy. I don't have anything to share. There was a lot of I don't have anything to share, which... It came just sitting there glaring at me. She's like, okay, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess really it's just, I don't want to share. Uh, but I'm here. I prayed about it. And well, because I think, I mean, I think this was God. Maybe it wasn't. But like Camus was like getting all these people that were saying yes to her to like record their testimony. And like I asked a friend, he's like, well, have you done yours? And I was like, well, no. But you should do. You should still do it. But then the people I would ask, they were just like, one person said yes, and then never got back to me. And then another person was like, oh no, thank you. And I was like, but you have something to say. And I was like, well, fine. Maybe I have to share mine before somebody before I can go out asking others to share theirs. I'm gonna talk a lot, <laughs> but I guess we'll start off like normal. Yeah. Where are you from? Oh, I know where I'm from now. <laughs> uh, well, we're from Idaho, kind of like the central part, like east of stuff Lewiston. We kind of just grew up um, along the Clearwater River, like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like not right on it, but like in a bunch of different towns off the Clearwater River. So, I mean, we've moved to a lot of different places, but Idaho's home. Then I went to school in outside of Spokane for college, went to Eastern Washington. Go Eastern. Go Eags. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I guess we've already talked about this a little before, but, um, what is your religious background? So, um, yeah, like, I wrote, um, interviewed my mom last week, and we've interviewed Camus, and, like, we've both said we grew up in Christian home, you know, my mom started going to church when my older sister was a baby, and she got baptized, I think... I don't know if you were born yet when she got baptized. I don't think I was. Okay, so it was just Shaylee and I. Um, and so, I mean, I grew up going to church every week and all of that stuff. Um, and for me, God was always, like, important to me. Like, like even, like, young, I remember, like, wanting to do the right thing and wanting to be a good Christian. Like, okay. But, yeah, so God's always been important and always been, like, really real in my life. My grandma always, like... I told her this story when I was young, and she always, like, brings it back up, but when I was, like, really little, I was probably, like, like maybe five, um, I just heard the story about Samuel when, you know, the Lord called him in the temple, yeah. and he would go to, um, who did he go to? Um, Eli. Yeah, Eli. I was going to call him Elijah, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> so he goes to Eli, and he says, did you call me? And so I just heard that story about, you know, like, Samuel being called by this voice, and I was outside, quite a ways away from the house, and I heard a voice calling me, and it was my mom. But <laughs> at the time, I was convinced it was God, and so, you know, I was like, got down. I was like, oh, here I am, God. Um, and <laughs> but then, yeah, it was, like I said, it was just my mom. And then another story about that same time, just about, you know, God was real to me. Like, mm -hmm. I was constantly, like... A strange child constantly thinking that God wanted I mean he does want to interact with us but thinking that he I don't know <laughs> but anyways another story um we were at my grandpa's house and he had this like he had like four or five horses at the time and they were all like gentle we could go in the horse pen and we'd play out there because there was a crick mm -hmm. um, but there was this one horse that everybody's like that horse is mean you stay away from that horse and I was like, okay, I'm not going to be near that horse. And I was, like, honestly scared of that horse. Like, I was like, ooh, like, give that horse lots of space. <laughs> um, but so we'd been playing in the horse pasture, me and my sister, and I'd left, like, I think not it was, me. like, no, it was Shaylee. Um, you might have been there, too. I don't honestly know. I was really young, like, five, six, seven. 
But I'd left like my hairband, like a headband of some sort out there by the creek out in the horse pasture and it was time to leave and like nobody else was going to go back and get it with me and I was like scared of that horse and like this is really silly but I've always kind of feel like it counts but I was like okay God um, if you help me get safely back to my headband and back to the car and not let that horse get me then like I will serve you all of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you've ever heard this story. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I said, I'm a little bit dramatic, maybe. Like, <laughs> why couldn't I have prayed something else? But I feel like, because then, like, not long after that, I always kind of think about that. Like, I do want to dedicate my life to God. Like, yeah. But, like, that's a big dedication. And I know the Old Testament talks a lot about, like, if you make a promise to God, you can't break it. Like, that's not something that can be broken. And so I feel like God is holding me to this throughout all of my life, even though I was six or seven. And like, maybe he's not. And maybe it's me that's holding myself to that, which is probably a good thing. But every time like I do stupid things and mess up in life, I feel like God pulls me back to him because partly because of this dedication and partly because I do want to, you know, serve and follow him. And so like, if I move away from him, he pulls me back to him. And I think that's really something kind of beautiful that God does. Um, but so then, in my notes that I wrote down, kind of. Kylie's on. not very organized, so writing down notes was really good for her. <laughs> yeah, I'm like one of those people. Like when I give, have to do like talks up front in front of class and school and stuff. I'm always like, I find winging it is the best method. Like I make a PowerPoint, but I don't practice. I'm like. <sighs> I'll get up there and I'll wing it and it'll be good and it works out <laughs> but I made notes guys it's my my powerpoint but so here in my notes talking about God pulling me back to him I kind of wanted to share like an example slash a story of like how don't read my notes of how God did that like an example of that happening um and so this is really the part of my testimony that like I don't want to share like at all <laughs> I've only shared like it as a testimony once before, and that's when I was um, in Mongolia on a mission trip, and um, in that context, I was like, well, none of these people, like, one, it's going to be translated, so, like, I gave it in English, and then it was translated to Mongolian, and then also, like, these people aren't really ever going to see me again, so it's fine if they know this about me. <laughs> But I have more to say about sharing my testimony there later. I'll share that later. I have a lot of notes and a lot of thoughts. But anyways, this story, um, yeah, like I said, I've never really shared it. I've only really told a couple people what about this. And so I was, I was about 18 at the time. And up until this point, like like I said, God's always been important. I've always done like the right thing. I was a, I was a really good child, like. I mean, all of us children were a good child. We all wanted to do the good thing. But I was a, this good little Christian girl. And I did the right thing. And, like, but I never had a kiss. and never really been in, like, a serious relationship or anything. And I was just, like, an innocent young child. I never drank, never smoked, all of that stuff. Just a good Christian child. And then, like, kind of at this point in my life, I was, like, I had a close person that was kind of, like, experiencing more of life than, like, what Christians experience. Like, not good stuff always but just experiencing life and like I didn't have a lot of friends at this point and I kind of like felt like you know if I was experiencing more things in the world like I would have more friends and I'd have more fun like I wanted to experience some of the world like at that point in my life because like I was like well everybody else doesn't and it looks like fun like that's what we're supposed to be doing like I'm 18 I'm supposed to be out there having making trouble having fun I mean, that's not what you're supposed to be doing, but that's what... No, but that's, like, what society tells you. Like, you're 18, you're young, you know, party while you can, and yeah. you've got no responsibility. And I think I was more 17 when I was having these thoughts, but 17, 18. But, yeah. Um, but so then, at that point, I started doing um, Running Start, which is... I was still in high school, but I was taking classes at a community college while in high school for college credit, you know? Yeah, um, smart. So I'm, I'm not. I have stuff to say about that later too. If I ever get through talking, uh, somebody I told a friend last night. I was like, "Oh, I'm doing my thing tomorrow," and he's like, "Yeah, it's only gonna take thirty minutes." I'm like, "No, I talk a lot. This is for sure gonna take an hour." <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> okay. Never mind. Back to the story. <laughs> yeah, back to the story. Um, and so I was doing community college, and so my older sister actually was like, oh, hey, the community college you're going to, one of our friends from when we were little, she's going there too. And I was like, oh, what? That's crazy. Like, I hadn't seen her in forever, and, like, we used to go to vacation Bible school with her and stuff when we were young, and they hang out with her and stuff, but yeah. our family moves a lot, and her family, her family moved a bit too so like we grew up with her but she was kind of in and out of our lives and yeah we hadn't seen her in a little while yeah but I'd been friends with her on Facebook and stuff and so like I'd kind of followed her life and I'd seen like maybe two-ish years before this time before we started having class together um I saw she um she'd been in a relationship with a girl so she was like lesbian or gay or whatever but like I hadn't like, like Hannah said, she was in and out of her life, and she wasn't part of my life when she was, like, making those choices or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we found out we had class together, and we started, to like, hanging out and stuff. And I'd asked her a little bit about, like, you know, being, like, gay or whatever. And she's like, oh, no. Like, not really anymore or whatever. And, like, we didn't really talk about it too much. We just, like, um, I mean, like, we'd known each other forever, and so we were, like, close friends really quick. And, like, started hanging out and all of this different stuff all the time and we're friends so I like told her about you know like oh I haven't done anything and like I want to start like experiencing life I want to have fun and stuff and she was she like grabbed on to that she was like you want to do these things like let's go do these things and so like the first time I ever drank was when I was like hanging out with her and then also um she like I vaped which with her and then she like tried to convince me to like smoke a cigarette and that one I was like no I'm not doing that (laughs) because like my mom said she used to smoke cigarettes forever or not forever for a while yeah and I just was like no I'm not doing cigarettes because I think they're nasty and my mom had a problem with them I don't want a problem with them yeah um and then she also like would try to set me up with some of her friends her guy friends she's like oh like you need to have your first kiss this guy would be great to have your first kiss with and I'm like okay, no, thank you. And there were these strange, random guys. (laughs) I don't know. Just people you didn't know. Yeah, and just, like, why? She just was always kind of, like, pushing things that, like, and for her, she was, like, because I'd said, like, you know, I wanted to do, experience more life. And so she's just always, like, trying to do that. And trying to be helpful but from a worldly point of view not really yeah exactly respecting some of your boundaries yeah and like I wasn't exactly clear on my boundaries at that point because like you're young and like I said I wanted to experience life I wanted to experience some of these things well at least I thought I did a couple like a couple months into us starting to hang out again um you know like after her trying to set me up with guys and stuff she I don't even know. It just, she starts, like, flattering me. And she's like, oh, like, you're the type of girl I like, da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, like, when anybody likes you, it's a little bit flattering. And you're like, oh, especially, like, you know, I kind of wanted, like, a boyfriend or something at the time. A little bit. Not the one she was picking out. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is flattering. And then she just, like, kept pushing things. And she's like, oh... It was flattering, and so I fell into, like, her ideas of, like, oh, yeah, that is cute and stuff. And, like, it's, I don't know, one time I invited her over to stay the night, and then she got really serious about her ideas about, like, her and I. Okay, but, yeah, so she'd been flattering me, and then, you know, we stayed the, the night, I think it was at my house or her house or something, and we ended up, things went too far between her and I and ended up doing things that... We shouldn't have done and she started acting like we were in a relationship because we were acting like we were in a relationship with the things we were doing and stuff and it wasn't right and it was sinning and so at first you know I'm like I'm like okay whatever but then in this time of her and I acting this way and doing these things I I felt separated from God like like I'm saying, like I was a little child and I'm like thinking God was calling me when I'm just outside playing. But in this time, 
Like, like I shared last week, I do my dad do his worship every morning, and I would do my worship every morning and every night because that's the example that had been set for me. And like, it wasn't just because that was an example. Like that was my time with God, and I have always honestly believed I have a better day when I start my day off with God. <laughs> but during that time, I felt I felt separated from God. Like. I didn't feel he was in my life and he'd always been in my life. But I had separated myself from him. I had done something I knew I shouldn't do because because I was flattered because I was enamored with the ideas of this world. And so I stepped away from what I knew was right. And I separated myself from God. And um, I just like wanted to share a verse like... Because, like, I wanted to share some verses throughout this. And I was looking through my Bible today. And I had this verse marked. And I thought it was really good. And it really speaks to, like, kind of what was happening in this moment. And it talks about, it's found in first or no, Second Samuel 14, verse 14. And it says, all of us must die eventually. Our lives are like water spilt out on the ground. We cannot be gathered up again. But God does not just sweep us away instead he devises a way to bring us back when we are separated from him and so this really speaks to me because like like I'm saying I was separated from him I was like a spilt water poured out on the ground there was nothing I could do in that moment to bring myself back to God because like like I saying, I felt separated and so I I called it off I was like no we can't do this stuff like this isn't okay like I don't feel okay with this. And I told her these things. And so for a couple days, and we were still going to be friends. And for a couple days, like things were a little bit awkward in between us. And we were like trying to just be friends. But like, it it was hard because, because we'd already crossed that boundary. And like, and like, you can't necessarily go from, you can't always retreat on your decisions. Exactly. And so it lasted for a couple days. And then we just went back to, you know, acting like we were together and doing things and stuff. And so, like I'm saying, I, I was spilt water on the ground. I was, I couldn't be gathered back up. I couldn't gather myself back together and put myself back into a pot, a jar, or a cup, whatever. I was on the ground and there was nothing I could do about it. And I had tried and I felt like I couldn't pray to God. I couldn't pray and ask him for help. And, you know, I was, I was still trying. I don't, I I think I was still trying to read my Bible and stuff, but. But when you're so far from God, sometimes you don't have the words and you don't know what's gone wrong, that you just can't get close and you're clinging and you're grasping, but he still just doesn't feel close. Uh-huh. And I thought, and like, and I didn't know what I wanted. Like, I, I liked having her as my friend and I liked having like I was flattered like I said and I liked the flattery of it all I was stuck but then like her and I weren't telling anybody like that was because that was just what we were doing but I mean I wasn't telling anybody but she was telling people I guess and so nobody in my family knew what was happening but somebody told my mom what was happening and I praise God for that like because I mean at the time I didn't like how things happened but I praise God for that because I didn't want my mom to know but I needed her help in that moment like the Bible talks a lot about leaning on other people and telling other people your sins because like I'm saying sometimes we're spilt water on the ground and we can't gather ourselves back up we can't get our lives back in line and so my mom finds out but so I'm really thankful that she found out because though it was a process and there was a lot a lot of pain that I was experienced because of what I'd done my mom was able to help me get out of this situation so like I said I was taking classes at college and her and I had been in class and the new semester was just, our quarter was just about to start, and my mom was able to, my dad was working out of state, and so 
we were all able, I was able to take my next quarter's classes online and just able to like get out of the situation. And like, I don't suggest like you always should run from your problems. And I wasn't running from my problems, but sometimes you need to be removed from a situation. So you need a different headspace and a different location to think and get your thoughts together and find peace in God again. And it was good because like if I had stayed where we were, I I could have ran into her. I could have like seen her in the store. Like if I would have went and done stuff, like she could have been like there. But we went, like I said, we went down to Oregon where my dad was working. And that was actually a really fun time. We went and did a lot of fun, really fun stuff. I was really struggling at that time still like trying to figure out how to get my life back in order still struggling like I wanted to talk to her I thought she was my friend and I was going through hard stuff and I was like I just need my friend but that's not what I needed and it was just a lot of hard stuff but that it was also a really good time like we went and did a lot of fun things we were staying in an RV park with a pool and I loved the pool <laughs> and we got roller blades and it, it was, was really fun it was a good time and it, <sighs> But like I'm saying, the point of the story is I told God I wanted to serve him my whole life. And he and I mean I meant that. I still mean that. I want to serve God. That is always a desire that I have in my heart. And so when I stray from that path, God pulls me back. He says, Kylie, this isn't what you want. I love you. That's not what's best for you. And that was not what was best for me. No matter how many times I struggle with it, that was not what that's not that wasn't what I wanted for my life that wasn't what God wanted for my life that wasn't healthy for me and so he pulls me back to him and he pulled me back to him so many times like you know like sometimes like I still like struggle with different things and God's like Kylie that's not that's not what's best it's not where you need to be and yeah I think God is good and he's glorious and he's he pulled me out of that like I'm saying I couldn't pull myself out of that and he used my mom and he used my family to help me help me out of that to be there and to give you the strength you don't have and God is so awesome like that when we don't have the strength to bear these burdens or to pull ourselves out of the mess or the turmoil we're going through he just brings just the right people into our lives or brings old people back into our lives and he can pull us out of that messy situation to give us that time of rest that we need to heal so that we can move on and to just give us those moments so that to strengthen us and encourage us so that we can walk through it yeah but so like that's that story and like that is God loving me and pulling me back out. But so I kind of talked a little bit about, and I wanted to go back to this about like me sharing my testimony when I was in Mongolia. So I shared it there for the first time ever. Like, and yeah, and it was, I cried then, I cried now. Um, but that experience, like it had some good and some bad in it. There was a poor reaction to me sharing it. But as there is like, um, there's another verse I wanted to kind of look at in Acts 18.9. Is that what it is? Yeah, Acts 18.9. <coughs> Chemist is sick. It says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, and he said, Don't be afraid, speak out, don't be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you or harm you, for many people in the city belong to me. And that verse kind of just is like, speak, speak of what God wants you to say, whether it's like something that you feel like, you're going to get backlash for or whether people are going to be like oh like you're a sinner because Paul was a sinner he's killing Christians but God's like don't worry about it speak it mm -hmm. but anyway so I shared that story in Mongolia and the gal there that was in charge of the mission trip she just like really encouraged me to share that even though she didn't know what my testimony <laughs> was but after that experience I felt that's kind of when the idea for this podcast came about um, was after that because I shared my testimony and the other missionary there that was my age, he shared his testimony too. And I saw how great God could be through sharing my testimony and through him sharing his. I was like, wow, 
God does awesome things. Like, he still does awesome things today. He's not just doing awesome things, like, overseas in foreign countries, like, which is where I was, but neither of our testimonies was from there. They are both from back home. Like, in today, he does them for 18-year-olds, for 16-year-olds. He was still doing these things, and I was like, I came home telling my mom, I'm like, we need to share these things. And, like, her and I started talking, and that was when the idea of the podcast came about. But then, like I said... We kind of dropped the ball on that. Yeah. And then it kind of got picked back up when I came back home. After COVID. After COVID. For COVID. Um, I had all this extra time being home again. And I, you know, kind of felt God speaking to me. And he kind of said, be still and know I am God. And anybody that knows me knows I have a very hard time being still. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I, like, not just, like. So that I'm fidgety, like, yes, I'm fidgety, but, like, also, like, we sit down for too long, and I'm like, okay, who wants to go do something? Like, right now, let's go do that. Let's go do anything. You love to do activities or go do things throughout the day, like, just getting out in life. And so being still or not having a lot of time or having a lot of time on your hands (laughs) is just the worst for Kylie. Yeah, but so, like, like I said, I always do my worship, but reading the bible you know i'm reading something it kind of feels like an activity but sitting and praying my brain doesn't want to focus and i don't want to do it but i felt god saying be still and know i am god and so with that i started praying more and i started kind of stepping up my my worship time with god and then through that i found this verse i didn't mark where this verse was hopefully i think it's i think guys i think it's psalms 103 So, yeah, it is. And so it's just kind of the first couple verses say the same thing. But the part that was speaking to me was, let all that I am praise the Lord. And so as I was being still in these times and praying, I started praying, let all that I am praise the Lord. And so one day I was driving to work, praying this prayer. And the idea of the podcast came back to me. And I was like, whoa, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Yeah. I don't even think we had talked about it at all recently. Mm -mm. And the idea of the podcast came back to me and I was like, well, maybe that's just a random thought. But then I was like, no, I was just praying, let all that I am praise the Lord. And I was like, okay, God, do you want us to do this? And I was like, okay. And so, and then like I said, I was also reading the Old Testament at this time. And I kept reading about how the Israelites were supposed to share the things God did. They were supposed to share their exit from Egypt. They were supposed to share all the miracles that happened in the wilderness. They're supposed to share the crossing of the Red Sea. They're supposed to share the crossing of the Jordan. And I was like, God wants us to share our stories. And so that's what this podcast is about. Like we explained it a little bit in Camus's testimony, but I think this is my parts in it. (laughs) So with that verse of, you know, with all that I am, praise the Lord. Like, we all have those spots in our lives. Like, Kylie's or mine's story. Like, mine was struggling with depression and Kylie's struggling with that relationship. And we all have those parts of our lives that aren't pretty, that are black, that are full of scars. And that when we talk about them, we cry. And I've probably shared my testimony like ten times. And I think I've only cried like one of the times that... Not cried one of the times. Oh, I, I was it. like, wow, you only cried once? No, so many <laughs> times. Um, but we all have those those dirty, ugly spots of our lives that we'd like to forget, that we'd like to erase, that they <laughs> have even happened. But God uses that. He still uses that to praise him because he's there in that. That's our lowest and our darkest points. Those are the parts that hurt that we don't want to show, and that we don't want to be seen. But those are the parts where he's glorified, because that's when he reaches out to us, and that's when his love is the strongest, when we're so far away from him, when we're spitting in his face. It's like, it's like when, you know, when we finally admit that there's nothing we can do, it's when we see that it was not us, that we were weak in that moment, and we Mm -hmm. didn't weren't able to do anything to change it that's when we see his glory and it's also yeah it's also like that verse about the righteous man falls down seven times and gets back up but the fool falls once 
and doesn't get back up. And so, like, we've sinned, but we get back up. Like I said, I got, God pulled me back to him. He called me back to him. And he uses sinners every day. Like, they're all throughout the Bible. They're all in there. (laughs) All the sinners. I mean, can you find a Bible character that didn't sin? I mean, Jesus. But, I mean, like, another one. Like, David, a man after God's own heart. Yeah. (laughs) Committed great sin with Bathsheba and ended up murdering one of his friends. And I'm sure that's a time that David would love to forget and... Love not to have been like put into the Bible. Like, yeah, if he was writing the Bible, like, and he might just kind of like leave that part out, kind of like gloss over it. Yeah, if I was, yeah, I could leave parts of my story out. That'd be cool. No, (laughs) I have more to say though. Like, that was just to me though, that's like, it's a big part of my life, a big part of seeing that God wasn't going to let me go and give up on me. But I got some more stuff I can say. Like I said, I might take up my whole hour worth of time. (laughs) Um, But another story um, was God guiding me to college. And I just want to, like, start off by saying, like, college isn't for everyone, but... Thank you. I love that disclaimer. (laughs) Camus loves that disclaimer. Um, But God called me to college. So, like, neither of our parents went to college. Like, being honest, they're not because of their like smartness or like anything they're both just lucky they graduated high school just because decisions they were making in high school they weren't serious about it um and so like we were homeschooled and I went to a private school for a while too and I don't know college just wasn't necessarily something that I had on the radar like I was like oh well maybe someday but not really (laughs) I didn't really have plans for after high school but um we met these friends and their children were doing Running Start. And my mom's like, oh, that's super awesome. Because she what, She graduated with high school with her associate's degree? or They were short? still in it at that time. Oh, they were. They were still doing it. So they hadn't finished. But yeah, they were telling us that that's what you could do and stuff. That you can graduate high school and have your first two years of college done, your associates. And so my mom's like, that's awesome. And... but. At first, my mom wanted me and my older sister to go to this um, private boarding school, Christian academy, high school thing. Yeah. Um, Because she's like, well, I want my kids to have Christian friends. And like a Christian education, which, you know, is understandable and definitely something our church promotes. Yeah. But so my older sister tried it, but it didn't work out for her. So she, after two weeks, she's like, no, this isn't for me. I want to do the running start thing. And so she did it. And I stayed for a year at that Christian thing, but then I decided I want to do Running Start too. So then my junior year of high school, like, that's when I did it. And, like, honestly, I kind of started out having some ideas, like, because I was, like, going to college now. I was like, well, I have to pick something out that I want to do. <laughs> but I, like I said, my we didn't really know much about college, and it was just kind of, I picked it out, and I was like, we'll figure it out as we go. It was very new because, like, our parents hadn't gone to college and their parents hadn't gone to college. And so, basically, like, Shayla and Kylie were, like, first-generation college students. So, we had a lot to figure out and all of the logistics and how everything worked and, like, what you could do with what degrees or... Yeah. yeah. And, like, for me, even going to college, like, I'm a little bit dyslexic. My mom talked about that last week, too. Um, And, like, I was, like took the longest to learn to read out of us three girls and stuff. And um, I wasn't always that great at school. Like, I have a hard time paying attention, a hard time focusing sometimes. So, like, me going to college and, like, doing well in college, like, I always say, like, that's a God thing. Like, when I was young, I used to, like, maybe I was, like, 10 or 12. I don't really know how old I was. I used to, like, pray for wisdom. I was like, God, give me wisdom. I didn't know why I was praying for wisdom. I don't exactly know what I wanted. Like, maybe it was wisdom for life in general. But I would pray, God, give me wisdom. And I'd claim a bunch of different verses about it. And so then going into college, like, I see now God gave me that wisdom for school. Because, like, that, that didn't come from me. That came from God, for sure. But, yeah, so being in college was a him thing and so I did my associates and then I was like well I don't know what to do next so and I wanted to get a degree at that time I was thinking occupational therapy so I was like well next step get my bachelor's 
but then I got into college and uh, I was, you know, I was done with high school and I was actually um, done with running start and I was in college. Now I was an actual college student, not a high school college student. And I decided, no, I don't want to do occupational therapy. And at this point I kind of switch degrees every week like not really switch them but I call every week telling my mom well this week I think I'm gonna do this and then a couple weeks later I'm gonna do this this week oh nope I've decided something else and I was really had no direction like I was in Which school is like so every college student ever when you write graduate high school because you don't know what you want to do with your and you're so young because like um I was like 19 or 20 at the time, like, in that age, 19 and 20, and I'm like, I don't know what to do, and I really started to feel like I was, like, wasting time, and they're like, God didn't want me to be, have no direction, like, God wants us to have direction and purpose in our life, we're not just supposed to, like, wonder about aimlessly. That's true. Which sometimes I wonder about aimlessly. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so he doesn't want us to wonder about aimlessly and not to have direction, and I really started like God, like I was even at the point where I was like, well, maybe I'll just take time off and like not do school because like, I don't know what degree I want. I don't know what I want out of life. And I was really like praying about it. Cause like I saying, like I've been saying, like, I want to serve God. Like I want God to be the center of my life. And I'm like, God, what degree do you want me to do? Like, you're going to have to tell me because Obviously, I don't know which one I want to pick. Like, there's so many options out there in so many different directions that I could go. And so it started out with me wanting to do occupational therapy because I wanted to work with, like, autistic children and children with disabilities. And then I'd kind of changed to education because I wanted to work with children. But at this point, when I when I finally sat down and said, God, give me a direction, I was, I was deciding I wanted to do business very far away from like anything yeah that, <laughs> but I like math so that's kind of where that came from yeah but I was feeling very lost I was feeling no direction so that in the midst of this praying I went to bed and I had a dream and in this dream I was working with children and I was like so happy I was like working with his children I was just I just was happy in this dream and I was happy to be working with his children and it was fun and I woke up and I said, that's, that's it. I want to work with children. Okay, so business isn't it. I want to work with children. And I was really happy about that. And that was really awesome. I really believe that dream was from God. But then I was like, okay, God, but wait a minute. Wait a minute, God. That didn't tell me which degree because I could still do education. I could still go back to doing occupational therapy. I could do um, like early childhood development. I'm like, I could do math education. I'm like, okay, God. There's still a whole list of possibilities. And throughout this, my mom um, was getting certified to do foster care, which um, she was going to do. But then, like, my grandpa ended up moving in with us. And now she's doing that instead of foster care. But she was like, Kylie, you should do social work. I'm meeting these social workers. And I feel like you should do social work. I'm like, okay, mom, cool. Thanks for your opinion. <laughs> I don't know anything about social work, nor do I want to do social work. But thanks, mom. That's because, cool of you to say. I mean, what do you think when you think of social work? Nothing that I wanted to do at that point. <laughs> I was the only thing that I knew social workers did was like Take, CPS. Yeah. And yeah. No one wants to do that. Yeah. And so I was really still praying about, okay, God, what degree? What degree do I do, God? And he was... Like, I felt, it's not an audible voice when I, because I do feel like I hear God sometimes, but it's not necessarily an audible voice. It's really hard to discern in my head because, I don't know, but I feel it, it's like a voice in my head and it is God. And he was like, okay, well, if I speak it to you, you're not going to necessarily hear it as me. How do you want to hear it? And it wasn't exactly like that, but it was along those lines. And I was like, oh yeah, because if God just like, was like, oh do social work in my head. I would have been just like, oh, that's my mom's idea in my head. I wouldn't have heard it as God. And so he's like, how do you want me to speak it to you? And I was like, mm. and so like reading the Old Testament again, I read the Bible a lot. So I always in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I don't know. But in the Old Testament, <laughs> I know it talks a lot about casting lots yeah. to make decisions and stuff. And so I was like, okay, well, casting lots, that's what I'll do, because that's a biblical way of, like, having God answer your prayer. And so, for me, that was writing every possible degree of working with children that I could think of that I would want to do 
including social work, which is what my mom wanted me to do, down in a, and putting it in a hat and drawing. And so I drew and I got social work and I was like, oh wow. And I think I ended up drawing like three times and I got social work every time but once. But it was social work. It was social work. And so I took that sticky note that I wrote social work down on and I taped it to my mirror. It's Oh, it's still on my mirror. It's still on my mirror. <laughs> it's still on my mirror because that was God speaking to me. That's God's promise of he wants me to do social work. And like I said, it was my mom's idea. And I wasn't sure it was what I wanted. I didn't even know much about the social work degree at the time. I actually hadn't even looked into it hardly at all. And like you're saying, like all you knew of social work was like CPS. So... Yeah, but so I I I believed that was God because I like I said I'd been praying about it and I believed that was God so I started stepping forward in that and I started looking into it and um for where I was at it was easier for me to finish up it would have taken me the same amount of time from where I was looking at at that time to finish up my bachelor's in psych. And then to get my master's in social work versus to get my bachelor's in social work because how the program was set up, it would take two years starting in the fall, but I could finish my bachelor's in psych in summer and start my master's in the fall is what I was looking at at that time. And I was like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. And here I am, a young, how old would I have been at this time when I was praying? I was 20. 20. I was 20. Not no, I was 21. Um, I was 21, you're right. I was 21. Um, girl whose parents never went to college, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm getting my master's degree. And this is God. This is God that I am in college. I'm in my master's program right now. And this is all God. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, not that I want to say I'm not smart, but like, I have learning challenges. I have problems focusing. Like, college was not necessarily something that. I wanted, but it's been what God has called me to. And I mean, you're a first-generation college student, like, to go on to get your master's, like, with, like, learning disabilities and things like that, like, that's really God, because that's definitely not something you were thinking of, and that's not definitely something that, like, even, like, the world itself wouldn't even promote that so much, but, like, that's God, like, he's like, yeah, I know you don't want to do that. But I have great plans for you, so that's what you're getting. <laughs> and it's not that I necessarily don't want to do college. I really enjoy it. But it so, was just, like, something I wasn't necessarily prepared for. But so I started moving forward towards social work. And at first, I wasn't 100% sure I could finish my psych degree up by summer. But that all worked out. Like, I talked to advisors and, like, talked to my mom. And it all looked... I kind of rushed it. I crammed a lot of classes in. But it all worked out. And it was all... And I, then I applied to the social work program, to the MSW program, and I got in, which I was super excited about. I was like, that was great. And every step I started taking towards social work, every time I would learn something new about what a social worker could do, I was excited about this. I was like, whoa, that sounds like something I would like to do. Whoa, that's so cool. And I constantly tell Camus, I'm like, when I graduate, I want to do this with my social degree. I want to do this. I want to do this. I like have like four or five things that I want to do with my, <laughs> I'm so excited about it. And it was God because I was like, nah, that's not what I want to do. But now I'm like, yeah, because turns out you can actually do a lot with a, a master's in social work. So. Yeah, you really can. But so as I was moving towards this, like I said, I got into the master's program at where I was, Eastern Washington University. Um, and then I applied to this scholarship, this huge scholarship that's like through the state and they were going to pay for all of my master's program because I was going to agree to work for them for two years after I graduate, but they were going to pay for all of it. And that scholarship I worked really hard for. I wrote a really nice paper. I actually went and had somebody help me edit my papers. I hate editing my papers, but I like edited it four times because I wanted this scholarship because to me, if I got that scholarship, then I really, really knew that social work was the way God was calling me. Because he was going to pay for all of my master's thing. And I was like, yeah, I want this. And I went in for the interview. I prepared for this interview. I was so anxious for this interview. I was so excited. But I really, really, even while I was going through all this anxiousness of like about getting it, I really felt God was going to give it to me because God had called me to social work. Mm-hmm. And I got it, and it was so, I was like, praise God, I was so happy and so excited in the scholarship. I was so excited about it. 
Um, and so I graduated in August. I finished up my bachelor's and I was set to start end of September for my master's. Um, but like I said, I'd had a really crazy busy year and, but I wasn't in a good spot. I wasn't ready to start. My mental health wasn't good. Um, I'd lost a friend that year. Um, I'd been dating this guy and he was moving away and in summer nobody was there and I was kind of just left there by myself and I just wasn't in a good spot and, um, so I was seriously considering suicide and so it was very serious to the point that I called 911 and said that I needed to go to the hospital, which was a good decision. Why do I cry so much? <laughs> Sharing emotional stuff. Why do I cry so much? Yeah, why? Why can't we just not cry, guys? Um. Anyways, and so because of that, my mom said, Kylie, I don't think you should start your master's right now. I think you need to take some time off of school. And I was like, Mom, I got this scholarship. I've worked so hard for this. I made sure I could finish up my degree so I could start. This is what I want. I want it so bad. I wanted it so bad, and I was like, but I got this scholarship. I have to go. I want to go. Like, my friends are here. I don't want to, like, take time off. Because, like I said, I have to keep moving. I didn't want to sit still. But I needed a break. I probably really did. Um, And so I didn't go back to school in the fall. I took time off. But then I applied to a Christian college. And now I'm enrolled in a program at a Christ- my MSW program at a Christian college. And looking at it now, I really think that this is a lot better decision for me because I think social work yeah. is a field that really does need to be tied to God. Like if I'm going to help others, it needs to be tied back to God. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have a scholarship now that's paying for all of my MSW program, but I still believe God gave me that scholarship. So I would have faith that this is the direction, but I don't have that scholarship now and I'm going to a different school, but like God still has called me to this school. And then like, because of COVID, I was like, well, maybe I can go to a different school now. Um, <laughs> no, but I started praying about it and I was like, no, I want these Christian classes. I want my education to my master's education to be focused around God. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm at now. I'm, trusting God that he's going to pay for my school's going to get paid for and stuff which is awesome because now being back home I have this job that I get to live at home so I don't have to pay rent and I have a job that pays really well so I've been paying off my student loans now that I'm working and stuff and it's been really awesome and I just really feel like even if this wasn't the plan I created for myself like this is like the plan that like God has had this is what he wanted me to do he was just waiting like I needed to like, my serious thoughts of considering suicide, like, I kind of needed, like, no, God didn't want me to think those thoughts, but I kind of needed that to stop and pause so that I could see, because I was just set on a track. I was focused on the end, and I was like, I'm at Eastern. This is where I'm going. I couldn't consider other options because I was there, and so I needed to pause and take a break and let God speak to me to say that maybe this wasn't where he wanted me to be. I needed to let him speak to me. And just kind of a verse that I really like, if I can find it really quick. I know it's in Proverbs, so it's here. Um, so can I pause? Yeah, I can just talk. Oh, so. No. <laughs> oh, thank you. Sorry. So just kind of, kind of like those moments where we aren't, at our best or maybe this really isn't the direction we're supposed to be like like struggling with depression like that's obviously not where god wants us and he doesn't want us to hurt in that way and he doesn't want us to contemplate those dark thoughts but he can use that he can use the pain and the suffering to redirect you and point you where you need to be to like he can use that brokenness and that pain to direct us to a better place to where he wants us to be it's not ultimately his plan but he can use the bad and the broken yeah. for what he needs. He uses both the bad and the good. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool because sometimes we mess up. And sometimes 
I take God's plan. And I'm like, no, I just want to do this, this little side trip. And it kind of messes up his whole plan. And so his plan is plan A. And we're all the way back on like plan E because I don't want to do it his way or life happens. And, but he's still there. He can still use plan E, plan D, plan Z and still get to his goal because it's not how many times we mess up that God can still work through all those mess ups to still bring about his glory and his goodness. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of like, and that's what I'm saying is like, I had my plan, but God had his plan. And so this verse, it's found in Proverbs 19, 21. It says, you can make plans. So talking about man or talking about Kylie, Kylie can make plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. So I made these plans to go to Eastern for my master's, which I now see I'm, I'm getting a better, not a better education, but a better education of what I want, a better education of God Mm -hmm. and social work tied together. So God's plan is prevailing. Like I made my plans, but God's like, "Mm." Okay, but my plans are better. <laughs> I mean, he's not being rude about it, but he's but, right. I mean, just say in the Bible, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That way it's better than yours. So, I don't think I shared my thoughts at all in the order that they're written in. A little bit. Notes aren't as important as letting God speak and showing how he's worked. Yeah. So, I think that that's about it that I have to share. Well, thank you for sharing. I know this was definitely hard and we didn't talk a lot about this some of the stuff we never really talked about before this but it was a blessing (laughs) and even though you mess up and even though you fail God can take all of that he can take the broken he can take the dirty he can take the plan b the plan z and he can bring it all about to praise him Mm -hmm. and I think like Something I really learned when Kylie was struggling at Eastern with the suicide. I was away and I was in Pennsylvania at an evangelistic school. I was learning how to do evangelism. And that was really hard for me because we were a really close family. And I couldn't be there for Kylie and that really, really broke my heart. But I learned in that there's this quote. And it was something that I held on. That the deepest praise that we can give God is when we praise him through the suffering and through the pain. Mm. And I think to add on to it is the deepest praise is when we can praise God through the pain and we, we, can, we can praise God for the pain. And I think that's just something to walk away from this week. That to remember that the pain is for a reason and that the trial and the suffering is a gift. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it, and it's sometimes hard to see. But yeah. let all that you have and all that you are praise God. That's my verse that I've been claiming. Psalms 103, verse 1. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you. I like that. Because, yeah, I definitely, not getting to go to Eastern in the fall was definitely not what I wanted. It didn't feel like a gift. But being at Andrews is really where I feel that's my college now. It's really where I feel I'm supposed to be. Um, but yeah. Thank you for sharing. And God is real. God is good. And this is Kylie's story of it. And thank you for tuning in this week. And tune in next week for Kylie interviewing someone. Yay. Bye. Bye.